LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel centered ministry every week. Now, The One Thing is brought to you with thanks to Reach Australia. Uh, We want to see thousands of healthy evangelistic multiplying churches all across Australia. And today I'm here with Phil Colgan, the Senior Minister at St George North Anglican Church in Sydney's South West, or Sydney's South. Let's call it the St George region. Oh, the St George region. It's the South of Sydney. Now, Phil, uh, we're talking about student minister positions, student minister positions in church life. Can you tell us uh, about your experience of being a student minister? Yeah, I I really see my two student minister placements when I went through Moore College as a highlight of my time. I mean, I loved Moore College, but uh, I always felt when I was at Bible College, I'm here to get out. I'm here to go and do ministry. And so we, Victoria and I, my wife, we just threw ourselves into the two student ministry positions we had. One was at Christchurch Gladesville, which was a wonderful experience because we'd come from a small church, so it was a bigger church, and we could just watch and see how different things worked. There were people there uh, with all sorts of experiences. I remember taking advantage of Bruce Linton, who was the children's minister, and I said, teach me how to do a puppet show, you know, and teach me how to do a kid's talk and that sort of thing. So it was a great time. And you're still doing kid's talks and puppet? puppet? Uh, once in a while, but not as often <laughs> as I might. Uh, no, but then uh, then our second student minister experience, really different, small church up on the northern beaches of Sydney. Uh, and when we went there, almost like the week after we arrived, the minister said, actually, I'm moving on. And so uh, our first year there, there was no senior minister. And uh, But I can tell you, we learned so much because we just threw ourselves in. And uh, as a third year Bible college student, effectively, I was trying to work out how to help run a church. And you learn a lot. Now I'm hearing like I'm hearing uh, your wife's name Victoria. Yeah, I didn't hear any kids in that equation. Were there kids along the way? No. So we uh, for those, those first two years we didn't have kids, and that really meant we could throw ourselves into the life of the church. And we lived quite near uh, Gladesville at the time. We hadn't moved into college yet. Whereas our second one, Sam, our eldest, came along, and that made it different. Victoria couldn't be as involved as we'd both been involved together, uh, and that meant we had to do it a bit differently. We had to say we're giving our whole Sunday to this because it was a long way from where we lived at Newtown. We'd drive up there early in the morning uh, and then uh, Victoria would actually drive home sometime in the afternoon with, with Sam in the in the baby capsule and then uh, we'd end up home at about 10 o'clock at night after night church and something after. But Yeah, well, that, yeah. that was a th- you've used the language of throwing yourself in a yeah. few times there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, how... How hard is it to throw yourself in when you're only coming on a on a Sunday or, and maybe a midweek gathering? Yeah, I think it is it is harder, and you do have to recognise when you're a student minister, you're you're a full time student. Mm. You're not a full time worker, especially if you've done MTS before. You, sometimes that can be a problem, you know, in terms of getting your expectations right. But I always say, in the end, your church is not Bible college. Your church is the church you're serving at. Mm. That's your church family. So you want to throw yourself in as much as you're able with the closeness, proximity, all those things. And then, yeah, yeah Northern Beaches, you're yeah, talking about an hour, an hour away. Yeah. You're not in the community during the week. That's what? right. That was harder. But they were still our church family hmm. for those two years. Yeah, great. Yeah. So, Phil, you've spoken about, obviously, some good student ministry uh, from your perspective. 
What makes a bad student ministry experience? Yeah. In one sense, I want to say there isn't a bad student ministry experience if you go in with the right attitude. Uh, in the end, you can learn from any experience. So even if you go to a church where in the end you find you don't agree with the way they do things and uh, uh, there aren't lots of opportunities, well, make your own. You know, I remember one of the best things I did as a student minister, I think, one of the most useful things, was I'd just set myself up at the local McDonald's and have one guy after the other come through and we'll read the Bible together, you know. Uh, no one asked me to do it. It was just an opportunity. Uh, so in one sense, I don't think there is a bad experience, unless you're in a horrible situation where the church is ungodliness and so forth. Yep, I'm, uh, I'm interested. I'm, I'd love to have this from, from uh, Phil Colgan, the senior minister, when student ministers go rogue. You know, and start setting up all these ministry structures that aren't aligned with what you're doing. But uh, I, I think you're fairly safe that if you want to read the Bible one to one with someone, you're, you're going to be okay. You're going to okay. be okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. So you know, so I, I think in one sense there isn't a bad student ministry experience, but there are certainly better student ministry experiences. And I think on the whole, those are where the senior minister or those already there in ministry as part of the team are willing to give time to the students share their lives with them and give input and training. And uh, that's what makes uh, a good student ministry experience become a better student ministry. So is that, is that something that a student minister should be expecting? Is that something a student minister should be asking of the senior minister as they, you know, senior minister or lead pastor as they go into that to say, you know, these are, this is the checklist of the things that I want? I always think that's unhelpful in any situation <laughs> to go in with a checklist of what you want. But certainly, uh, I think it's a good thing to uh, ask other people, you know, do the, does the minister here or do the team invest in you? Do they give you feedback? Uh, are they available for training? That sort of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. and, in, and in terms of the throwing yourself in, uh, you talked about obviously learning some skills that you didn't have, you know, prior to mm. uh, coming to that place. Is that something that you'd challenge a student minister to do, you know, go in and maybe work in youth ministry if you haven't or... Or run a simple Christianity course if you haven't, or run a home group if you haven't. Yeah, well, when students come to us, we get quite a lot of students at St George North. Uh, when students, we have a bit of a program for them, which I, I can talk about in a minute. But mm. in terms of the expectations of their involvement in church, what I always say to them is, uh, the normal expectation is you'll be a part of a of two of our congregations, one of the morning ones, one in the evening, and then you'll lead a gospel team during the week, which so is a small a, group. a small group in our our way of talking. Yeah. So that's the sort of... that's Yeah. But then every student who comes, we try and talk to them and say, uh, but are there other experiences you want? Yep. And so some might say, I've never done kids ministry. And we say, well, instead of uh, coming to a morning congregation, why don't you be involved in kids church? Uh, some might have never done youth. And so we say, well, instead of leading a gospel team, why don't you be a part of our Friday night youth ministry instead? You know, try and actually work out what will be most helpful for this student. Yeah. One of yeah. one of the things from my student ministry that I valued lots was actually being involved in staff meetings, you know, during the week, which is I, I know is not able yeah. for everyone to be able to do, but my senior minister in my placement I think moved the staff meeting so I could actually, you know, be there on a Wednesday afternoon and uh, and be involved in it. But would you would you have student ministers, you know, if they can be involved in staff meetings? Uh, we don't and uh, and so our staff meeting is more for the 
staff who live in the parish and who are a part of things. There's some who are part-time and some who are full-time, but uh, the students aren't a part of that. We do something different. Uh, so we we have a bit more of a structured program so what let's, we do um, with the students. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's dive into that. What does it look like to be a student minister at St George North? Yeah, yeah. So I talked before about the ministry involvement. And one of the things I then say to the students is it's up to them how much more they want to be involved. So I won't expect them to come to a prayer meeting at 6 a.m. on a Tuesday morning, but if they want to, that's great. Mm. You know, I won't expect them to come to that extra training on a Thursday night, but if they want to, that's great. So that, that's that sort of thing. Uh, what we then do is we uh, make sure every one of our students has a member of the senior staff team who is sort of looking out for them, and it's up to the student how, how regularly they catch up. So some say I want to catch up once a fortnight, some once a month, you know, that sort of thing. And that's to get feedback, to ask questions and so forth. And then I run for all the students fortnightly training. And what we do, that we try and tie that to the night they're already coming down to, to lead a gospel team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do it on an afternoon. Uh, for a couple of hours, and the idea is we talk theologically about ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can I, give us an example of something you'd be yeah. talking about, say, in yeah. the next few weeks. Yeah. Well, so we have a bit of a – I have a program right. of things I try and make sure we get through over any any student who's with us for two years, these things will be covered. We talk about preaching. Uh, we talk about service leading. So we do practical things like that. Mm-hmm. But then we'll, we'll talk about uh, your theology of the Lord's Supper. That's what we actually did yesterday afternoon and why we do the Lord's Supper the way we do and, and interact on that. Then we might talk about how to cast a vision uh, and uh, how to keep the vision of the church before people. We'll talk about money, uh, how, to, how to raise money, how to handle money yourself in ministry. We'll talk about the personal life, the minister, mm-hmm. uh, talk about how to... Uh, conduct your family life in ministry. So we'll cover, you know, a whole range of topics. But the big thing we're trying to do is uh, is move that thinking theologically, which Bible College is excellent for, mm. you know, but actually then how do we think theologically about the practical aspects of ministry? That's what I'm trying to train them in, in over the two years. And to help do that, in addition to whatever topic I'm wanting to bring, we always just have a question time. We mm-hmm. just have a, uh, uh, is there anything you want to ask about? I always try and encourage the students, don't think I've got it all together. Ask your question. You might find I've not even thought of it, you know. And so they, they tend to assume, oh, Phil, what, we do this at St George North. Why? There mightn't be a reason. They might actually help me in their, their question. Yeah. Now, you've talked about students there. So uh, I'm, I'm thinking for the lone, lone parish minister who doesn't have a larger yep. team uh, and may not be in a location uh, near a theological college or a Bible college where they can... Yep. readily see lots of student ministers come. But is this something you do even, you know, with one student minister? It obviously yep. would look different, but... Yeah, I think it would look different with one. But I, my thing is I see the students as... I don't see them as employees that we take on board to fill a gap. Mm-hmm. I see them as part of our outward investment as a church. The reason I take on students... And our students are always a mix of people who we've sent to Bible college who are in like their first year... Uh, and uh, who've come through St. George North and people who've come in from outside. Yep. Uh, but even if there was just one student, I would say this is, I'm taking this student on, it's my responsibility mm. to equip them for ministry so that when they leave, they're better equipped to be useful for the Lord when they go and be a worker wherever it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you've, you've pushed into some of the expectations, be part of a small group, be part of two congregations on a Sunday. How much responsibility... You know, are you giving? Given that they're not a staff member, but and they're not a congreg- they are a congregation member, but they're more than a congregation member. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like not no. in the sense of before God, we're all the same. But, uh, <laughs> that's right. That's you've right. You've got a, a different expectation. Yeah. I, I think you can give as much responsibility as is appropriate for that person at their, where they're at in mm. terms of their development and recognising the time limitations they have that their full-time role is as a student at Bible college. Uh, so that, that's sort of the principle, if you like. But I think there's a real danger in giving students too much responsibility where you actually create it where you need a student to fill that gap. Mm-hmm. So I don't like having a student responsible for an area of ministry. I Because again, it goes back to that. I want to see we're taking these students on for their benefit more than, yes, St. George North benefits. We benefit greatly but uh, from their ministry. But you leave a gap but, in your ministry if you're constantly but filling then with uh, if, student if we had four this year and then we can only get two next year, who's running that youth group? Who's yep. doing that? So instead, we, uh, I try and say, I, I want us to never need to have the students. It's an extra thing. Uh, and so ways that works out in practice is they're leading a gospel team. I never want a student leading a gospel team where there's not another person they're training under them mm-hmm. as as the gospel team leader. I always want it to be that that they're adding value rather than filling a gap. So uh, that's my hope. I haven't heard you talk about pre- preaching, mm. um, service leading. I I, I understand. You know, it sounds like that would be one of the things that a yep. uh, student yep. minister would do. But yep. preaching in terms of getting the student minister to preach. Yeah, yeah, and it, it depends on the student. Uh, uh, so uh, I I should have said before we we have different things for if a student. Well, for a male or a female student, it might be different. If a student's got actually desiring to be a youth minister, the experience we give them will need to be different, you know, that sort of thing. But on the whole, assuming uh, someone going through college is looking to come out and be an assistant minister and then perhaps a, a rector in the Diocese of Sydney, in our circumstance, yep. uh, it dep- in first and second year, I don't give them as many preaching opportunities, probably four or five in the year. Uh, and then, though, if they're third and fourth year, we try to give them a few more experiences. And sometimes it might be they get the opportunity to preach at a smaller congregation and then as they develop, then give them the opportunity at a larger congregation. Mm-hmm. One of the things I try and do when they're, if they're third or fourth year is to give them a little series of at least two weeks, preferably three weeks. So they actually have that experience of writing sermon after sermon after mm. sermon, which you never get, or at least I never got as a student minister. Mm. Uh, so that can be helpful. My thing is, it's not how many times do you preach. There's a part of that. We want to make sure every time they preach, they get input into it mm. and they get good feedback and so on. And So uh, input yeah. input prior to preaching prior to, and then, and then, and then feedback. Uh, now, afterwards as well. This is in a perfect world. Sometimes it doesn't happen yep. as well as you'd hope. But uh, I want it to have been a learning experience. So, yeah, it's, it's funny. Sometimes a student comes and says, oh, you've only got me preaching at that small congregation. If I, When I write a sermon, I, I'd rather preach it to, to a bigger congregation congregation and so forth. And I get that, that sort of thing. But then my response is, at this point, what the benefit to you is the preparation, learning how to write a sermon, learning how to prepare it, and the feedback you get afterwards. Mm. If you preach it to 20 people or 200 people, that's not the point at mm. this point of your ministry. Mm. It's the feedback and the, the benefit of preparation. Yeah. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on paying a student minister? Yeah, uh, we, uh, uh, we pay some student ministers. We don't uh, pay others, but that's uh, uh, according to need and uh, and availability. So some people come and they're keen to come. We can't pay them and they say, that's okay, we've, we've got our own support. So I don't think there's a hard, fast rule on that. 
The key for us, though, is we have, and I stress this, exactly the same expectations of a paid student minister as an unpaid student minister. Uh, the, I don't have a, a different expectation. I've learned this the hard way. Where I, you, I always thought if someone comes to you and says, I'm at Bible college and I'm going to come to your church, that that would be helpful. I discovered it's unhelpful if they then, if you've got no expectations of them and they don't serve and they just hang around and they uh, don't throw themselves into the life of the church, as I mm -hmm. said before, mm. I'd rather not have them because it's a, a bad model. Uh, so we learned that lesson, that whether someone's paid or unpaid, uh, if you're coming on board as a student, we have the same expectations. Yeah. Which, by the way, are very gracious expectations if they need time off to do other ministry or time off for study, you know, that, that's all fine. But, but the same expectations, I think, is important. So uh, I want you to speak to any student ministers that are listening at the moment. What, what do you specifically want to say to them? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is treat where you go as a student minister as your church for that two years or three years or four years. Throw yourself into the life of it. You will get more from it by taking opportunities to be doing ministry while you're at Bible college. Don't fall into that trap of, well, I'm at Bible college now, I'll do ministry afterwards. I'll just do the bare minimum in my student minister role. That's 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 one thing. So I'd throw, say. throw yourself in? Yeah. What about to the senior minister? What yeah. would you say to senior ministers, yeah. lead pastors out there who are taking on a student minister? I would say, remember, this is part of your gift to God's wider church. Invest in them. Give them your time. Give them your your energies. Give them the benefit of your wisdom, you know. Uh, it doesn't have to be as formal as what we do at St. George North. We have quite a number of students come through. And if I was in a different situation, I'd probably do it differently. But mm. the principle is the same. Uh, get in there. I, I think sometimes people say, oh, we're not as close. To, for us, it's more college. Uh, uh, we're not as close to the Bible college as you are. It's hard. We struggle to get student ministers. I say, well, go into the college. Go and work a day a week in the library Go and have lunch with students. That'll help you, one, find some students to come and be a student minister with you. But then, rather than have them have to come out to you to meet with you, you're making the effort to go in and meet with them. It's, it's not that hard a thing to do, I, I think, uh, given most Bible colleges have a library and internet. Yeah. <laughs> now, you've been uh, training, equipping student ministers for well over sort of 15 years. Um, have you changed your mind on anything during that time? Yeah, I, I think many of the things I've learned, I've learned uh, through trial and error. And, and so I think the biggest one is that uh, remembering that it's about what you give the student before what they give to you. It sounds a bit pious, but you know what I'm saying. Mm. It's uh, uh, actually remembering it's about helping this student be equipped for a lifetime ministry rather than have them fill a gap in your church. Because uh, the, the irony of that is is that those students, the students you're investing in often then actually throw themselves more in into the life of the church. It actually works out that way. So that's one thing I think I've learned. Uh, the other is to remember that students are different and uh, have different, um, uh, to not just have the same expectations, but actually have a conversation about what, some students, it's much harder. Their studies take more out of them than others. And that's like, don't treat everyone the same. Don't yeah. treat everyone the same, yeah. it's really helpful. Yeah. One last one I've learnt is, uh, and something we've added in, uh, is 
to invest in them as a family, not just the individual student. Mm. So Victoria includes all any uh, male students who have married their wives and any female students in our ministry wives group that she runs and they get together once a month. And I, I think that's a real benefit to you actually because you're not just training this student, you're training them and their spouse to for a lifetime of ministry. So you want to invest in them as a family. Yeah. Now, you've already spoken about uh, one sort of potential way of recruiting student ministers to actually go to the, go to a Bible college, do something in prep there, actually be around uh, student ministers. Mm. Um, it also sounds like an expectation that you put on yourself is we actually want to, as a church, be outward facing. We want to be a sending church. Mm. We want to be a training place as well. Mm. Uh, so what advice do you have to uh, senior ministers about recruiting student ministers? Mm. I... I think the best advice is uh, invest in your students and they will proselytise on your behalf. Uh, so if, if students say, we have a really great experience where we get ministry opportunity, there's reasonable expectations and we get invested in at St John's, Johnsville, then they'll go to their brothers and sisters at college and say, hey, where we are is really good. And then you can then be intentional about that and actually ask your students, hey, are there guys in your year looking, or, or girls in your year looking for a, a role next year? Uh, I've never advertised for students. They've always just come from word of mouth and generally from people who've been students with us saying to their peers, hey, you could really benefit from, from what we've benefited from. So, Phil, have you ever, or how do you say no to a student minister who's coming to, uh, yeah. to work with you? Yeah, no, well, uh, now we have to say no to a lot. Yep. Uh, so there is a capacity. You yeah. can't, you, you want to uh, be providing that good really, experience for everyone. It's a really helpful point. Too many student ministers sounds wonderful, but uh, actually it has a negative impact in that they you can't give them enough opportunities and it stops lay people doing ministry. It was that thing before hmm. I was talking about, just further down the line. It actually plugs up holes you don't want plugged up because you want lay people serving in those ministries. And so at various times I've got that wrong uh, and uh, worked out. Actually, I, I took on a, a student too many there and that actually made us reliant on them rather than uh, uh, it being a benefit to them. Yeah, yeah. Really helpful. Well, uh, Phil, what's the one thing you want to say about student ministers? Yeah, well, I think the one thing I would say to student ministers when you're at Bible college is throw yourself into the life of a church. Don't fall into that trap of thinking that your Bible college is your church. You, you, you want to be a part of a church and you want to be applying your theological learnings practically into ministry while you're doing the study. So I say throw yourself into ministry in your, in your church. That's for the student. For the church, uh, remember that it's to be of benefit to the student before of benefit to the church. You're doing this to equip them for a lifetime of ministry, not just so they can lead your youth group now. So try and help them as much as possible be equipped for a lifetime of ministry. It's good. I've got one further follow-up question. I'll just let me throw it at you. Mm. Uh, Phil, you've seen loads of student ministers over the last sort of 15 years uh, through St. George North Anglican Church. Uh, how do you help your congregation uh, be ready to... Uh, care for, work alongside, you know, be part of congregation with student ministers. What what does that look like? Because often I, you know, you, you hear the student ministry experience is quite quite lonely because, uh, you know, we've got this rolling round of 
you know people coming every two years, and we, we actually just want to keep them at a distance because we know they're gonna we know they're gonna go away, um, or we've had a bad experience with a student minister because they are in training and they they make mistakes like we all do. So how do you actually prepare your congregation for um, for student ministers? You know for that bad sermon or that bad pastoral experience or uh, or just that regular grief of, of saying goodbye to a family that you've invested in. That's a really great question, and. Uh because I've been in the one place for a long time, uh, I haven't had to think about it for a while, so I have to sort of cast my mind back a little bit because I think now we've got a culture where people see, yeah, this is, isn't it great the way we've supported student ministers and now they're ministering the gospel in South Africa and India and in the western suburbs and in the eastern suburbs, you know, and, and so on. Mm. It, um, and so people at St George North see the benefit and they see the benefit of the fact, yeah, you sometimes get... Uh, some things done not as well as, but that's the case. Sometimes they get a bad sermon from me as well, <laughs> uh, and they've got to learn to forgive. So, uh, so, but uh, so, but one of it is actually making sure I think that you do explain that they are students. Mm. So we try and welcome our students, explain they're studying at Moore College, explain where it fits into what we do as a church. Uh, that sort of idea. Uh, so that's one answer. The other is uh, sometimes you've got to structure including people and uh, not all churches have a great hospitality culture uh, and if you want to welcome especially if a student's got a family and uh, and that sort of thing you might have to structure hospitality for them so that they uh, more rapidly get included in the life of the church maybe a, for a little while structure a meal Sunday lunch roster for them you know and so forth you don't want to do that for two years but uh, things yeah. like that mm. yeah there are a few thoughts for what great. they were it's really good Okay, let me just open up the toolbox. I've got a couple of resources. Uh, we are going to put a, a PDF of some of the topics that uh, Phil goes through with his student ministers. Uh, so we'll put a link in the show notes to that. They've also got uh, the Vine Church, the church that I go to, student ministry playbook. So Toby Neal, senior pastor, senior minister at Vine Church, has put together a playbook of things that he goes through with his uh, student ministers. So we'll put a, a link in the show notes to that uh, playbook as well. Well, uh, if you're looking for a way to really multiply leadership throughout your church, then our Building Leaders Days are just for you. Also, a great thing that you can send your student ministers along to as well to get a sense of what does it look like to actually raise up and develop leaders in church life. We've got a couple of Building Leaders Days coming up uh, in northern beaches in Sydney, in the northern part of Sydney at Narrabeen, uh, uh, and also in Victoria in Geelong as well. If you want to find out more about those, head to reachaustralia.com.au forward slash building leaders. reachaustralia.com.au forward slash building leaders. I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon. <laughs>